0: The Brothers, for you and I to live for the kingdom of God, it's going to require a, a perspective shift, a new way of thinking, a new mindset. What in the world would it mean to pray, Thy kingdom come? Seek first the kingdom of God. Know that your home is in heaven and live as if that's your goal. What we've done in the past simply can't be done
1: anymore that we lived our life in a certain manner because it was basically a Christian world, a Christian culture that we're living in. That time, those times are over. It's not
0: enough to be a believer, it's not. You, it is not sufficient for you just to believe and that's it, you cannot be a believer. Being a believer leads to being a follower. Instead of all these things we're worried about that consume our thoughts and our minds, instead of using your mental energy on that, instead, seek his kingdom. What in the world would it mean to pray Thy kingdom come. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is... July the 7th, cool. and we have entered the second half of summer getting ready for the school years to start. We are we are in the school offices. We're working really, really hard to make sure our students have the most dynamic school year Absolutely. ever. I'm excited, excited for it. I'm also excited today to introduce you on this particular Throwback Thursday episode yeah. to a, another fantastic church here in the Valley, a newer church, but a church yeah. that's been described by some as the fastest, growing church in America, and it's really uh, a dynamic program. We've got a number of school families that are invested at, at Trinity Church with Pastor Mark Driscoll. Yeah. And in one of those, at the time, his name was Matt Joe Diaz. Matt Joe still is still What's his name. name <laughs> Matt Joe Diaz. Matt Joe is actually over, as I understand it now, teaching Bible at Dream, Dream City. Dream City. Yeah. So Dream our City. brothers and sisters over there are are the beneficiaries of some solid Bible teaching Absolutely. from Matt Joe. I miss I miss Matt Joe. And and Pastor Mark, you could listen. I and he's brilliant. Yeah. And uh loves the Lord and uh teaches super well. It, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I've I've followed Mark for a number of years. The very first book that I read uh, that I recommend t- to folks that are, are, are working to get to know um, Mark's style is Confessions of a Ref- Reformational Rev.
1: Okay. And
0: one of his early books, great, great book though um, yeah. in terms of just church strategy and and the way to think about the Great Commission in contemporary culture. So yeah churches uh, on the east side, over yep. Scottsdale, over McDonald and the the, the 101. Um, but if you're on that side looking for a church, Trinity Church is a great one. Absolutely. So folks, enjoy this episode featuring Pastor Mark Driscoll and Matt Joe Diaz from Dream City Church, formerly Northwest Christian.
2: Hi, I'm Matthew Diaz, and I'm one of the Bible teachers at Northwest Christian School. And I get to be here today with my pastor, Pastor Mark Driscoll. Good to see Thank, you, my friend. Good to see good you. Thing, Thank yeah. you so much for being here with us today. Um We've been going through the series on Psalms, and one of the main themes we've been talking about is our, our church and the church that we serve in. Uh, my wife and I, about a year ago, uh, committed to the Trinity Church, and it was a process to, to get there. Uh, initially, uh, Mark, I don't know if you know the story, but your son, Zach, when he was in my Bible class, um, I, I identified him as a, as a pastor's kid. And my heart for pastor's kids is that they get a lot of negative attention sometimes. And so I tend to uh, try my best to treat them as I would any other student. They don't want any other attention, um, don't want uh, any extra hand-holding. And so I just kind of let Zach be Zach. And after about six months of, of having him in a discipleship group and talking to him, I finally popped the question that I was waiting to ask him, which was, hey, how's, how's your dad's church going? Um, and I was really surprised that his face lit up. And he was excited, he said, oh, it's, it's awesome, I'm serving, and the church is growing. Um, and he had nothing but, but great things to say about how the church was going. And then about a week later, uh, he came in with a pamphlet and said, hey, my parents are putting on a, a marriage seminar. Um, you, you should come. And I had been waiting for kind of that invitation. I wanna just show sure. up and, and be like, hey, Zach, I know your church now. You know, it's how you relate to teenagers. You gotta, you gotta make them come up with the idea. Um, so, uh, once he invited us, and we went to the marriage seminar, and, and, and uh, we, my wife really liked it, and, and, and I, of course, liked it. I've been um, listening to uh, your material for a lot of years. Um, and what was funny that I would say to Kate, I was like, man, I, I, I would pay to hear this guy preach, and, and now I get to come and, and hear it on the weekend, and, and if you're okay with it, and we have three rules when we're looking for a church as we moved around. The first one is, do our kids enjoy it? You know, do they like it? Is something that they can, they can fit in? The second one is, if they enjoy it, can we make it work for us? Yeah. Um, that They're our priority, um, and can we suck it up and, and submit to the church? And then the third one is, part of that submission is joining a small group and, and being involved in that way. Um, so when we showed up, we the kids loved it, um, they enjoyed it, and the big one for me was my wife walked away every Sunday with this desire to read God's word. That's awesome. Um, and well, that's as a Bible
1: teacher, that, you love that. Yeah, no. And
2: as a Bible <laughs> teacher, I don't want to. I don't want to like, hey, you should read your Bible. You know, that's not the the way to lead. And I want I want her to want to do it. Yeah. And and I think that uh, you were able to provide that that thirst that she wanted cool. or didn't know that she had. Um, and so for me, it was a, it was a win-win that I I found a place that. I knew I was drawn to, that my my kids fit in and that my wife loved. And then the last piece was in August, we found a, a life group of family that had kids of all of our ages and, and people our age and some that we enjoyed going to, you know, every week our kids asked us, hey, are we going to that house today? And we're like, <laughs> yeah. the the after church house? Yes, that house, yes, that's where we're going today. That's so awesome. um, our, our uh, calling to Trinity Church has been uh, been in steps, and, and I, I feel like now more than ever, um, he, he has a purpose for uh, not just me, but my family, you know, being involved here, and, and, and really thank you for, uh, for investing your time in the, in the two things that I hear the most, which is is to read my Bible and to love my wife. Yeah, um, if you do
1: that, the details just sort of figure themselves out. Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> most guys, if you read your Bible and love your wife, the rest sort of gets straightened out eventually.
2: Yeah, know? so it's very simple. There's not a lot that I need that I need to do. Yeah. Um, besides reading my Bible, and love my wife, and so I've I I've to think.
1: Okay, that, no, that thank that you knowledge. guys. We love your family. We're glad to have you, and uh, thanks for helping my boys learn the Bible. I've yeah. I've got four kids at NCS, and my oldest just graduated. My next son will be a junior next year, so we're we're fully invested parents. We love, love, love the school. And, and when we moved here, we didn't know where we would live. We didn't know, you know how ministry would work itself out. And uh, God really supernaturally opened a door at NCS. Uh, we, we showed up late uh, and God just worked it out. And so all the kids have really loved it. My oldest daughter's at ASU. Uh, But the four younger kids were all at NCS, and I've had a really great, wonderful experience. So as a dad, I love the school. I appreciate the school. We're invested, involved, and committed and devoted to the school. And and it's great to have some of the faculty join us here. And thanks for helping me get Bible teaching out as well. Some of you don't know, but Mr. Diaz has helped me edit and distribute Bible teaching. So you're a Bible teacher. I'm a Bible teacher. Together it we'll works. get out some Bible yeah. teaching. That's yeah, good. It's good. It's a
2: good partnership. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So thank you for your help as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, would you uh, be able to give us some some background about your heart for the Trinity Church? You know, why here? Why um, why this building? You know, what what are some of those details? That, like, yeah. So I've been a senior that?
1: pastor most of my adult life. I got saved at nineteen, just reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I got saved reading the Bible, and I've kind of just stayed in the Bible. I'm a Bible teacher. Right now we're taking a year and we're going through John's Gospel, as you know. I just tend to teach through books of the Bible. And uh, and so we moved here as a family with five kids. And uh, I preach and teach and write and, and wasn't exactly sure I was going to plant a church. Um, but the kids are the ones that brought it up. And so it was uh, it was the kids, Dad, we miss your Bible teaching. You know, we should do ministries of a family let's plant a church together they thought it'd be a fun idea and so i was like well okay so we started meeting around the dining room table and uh asked the kids well what do you want to call it and they said well, let's call it the trinity church because their, their idea their grandpa planted a church pastored it for 40 some years till he passed away it was called the trinity church okay. and so the kids decided to plant the church the kids named the church so i found the trinitychurch.com for like 200 bucks or something i, was, I can't believe it's still available <laughs> So I started asking kids, well, what do you want the logo to be? What do you yeah. want the music to be like? What do you? So they started architecting the church. Yeah. And so I thought, what better way to have a church that serves families than to plant it as a family? Yeah. And so my daughter made the baptism T-shirts. The kids, well, we found the building. My uh, youngest son, Gideon, who he will be in seventh grade at yeah. NCS this year. We heard about this building. We're right off the 101 over by the Talking Stick in the Salt River Fields and such. And um, it came available, and, and so we drove by it, and Gideon said, it was late one night, he was in his baseball uniform, Dad, I feel like this is the building that God wants us to have. Wow. I said, well, what do you think, buddy? He said, I think we should pray and ask him for it. So he took his ball cap off and prayed and asked God to give us the building. It's a long, convoluted story, but we supernaturally bought a building before we had any people. Wow. We had no people, no bank account, no money, and we bought a building somehow. Yeah. And then I came home to the boys and said, okay, we got a building. and so they spent their summer doing demo Um, and so they demoed out kids building they demoed out the main auditorium i think we're at about 30 full-size dumpsters of stuff it's a (laughs) 50-year-old historic mid-century modern kind of mini cathedral and so the kids literally have done a lot of the physical work on the property and so we did it as a family and it has been a a family project and the kids all love the lord and it's a ton of fun my daughter who's in the choir at NCS, she uh, sings in one of the worship teams, all the kids serving kids' ministry. So uh, we started less than two years ago. We bought the building. The church has grown. we baptized over 100 people this year alone. Uh, we've got all ages, which is yeah. really great. We've got a lot of racial diversity, uh, which is really great. And, um, and the church is healthy and grown. We'll have our second anniversary in August. So, so far, so good. We, we really love it.
2: Do you have any uh, statistics on like how far people are driving from different regions or is it mostly local people yeah. i drive
1: yeah you, know, you drive a long way yeah to, we're a regional know. church being right off the 101 i mean that's the key to the yeah. whole thing so we've got life groups all the way over to glendale uh, all the way up to anthem all the way down toward queen creek we yeah. have families that come all the way in from florence Yeah. Wow. Which is crazy. Some Um, people
2: don't even know where Florence is. Yeah.
1: It's in Arizona. It's Uh, it's there. (laughs) Barely. Um, And so, yeah, we are, we're a regional church for sure. And people are coming from all over, but most of the Valley can get to the building in 20 to 25 minutes. And honestly, I mean, we love the families at NCS so much. I, I wish we were closer and Lord willing, maybe one day we'll do a campus closer to the school. And, uh, but we do have uh, my worship Pastor, uh, his daughter's in the school. Yeah, uh, our family obviously is in the school, and we have probably got 20 NCS families oh, okay. that are actively involved at the Trinity Church and make the drive. Many from the west side. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we've got we've got some great folks from NCS that are involved as well.
2: Yeah, my my wife was worried about the drive, and I was like, well, it's, it's the freeway, and it's a Sunday, and hopefully people yeah usually aren't driving, so we're the ones that are getting ourselves to church, but yeah. Um, I've noticed a lot more traffic, so maybe more people are are actually going to church now. That would be great. (laughs) Now that we've been doing. (laughs) Um, As we've been going through the Psalms, uh, uh, everyone's kind of picked out a various different amount of uh, diverse Psalms, and and I was going to give you the opportunity to share yours, and then I was going to share mine and kind of wrap this thing up.
1: Cool. Well, I appreciate the reading project for the summer, and I'm glad you guys have chosen the Psalms. Uh, For me, as I was thinking about it, it's probably Psalm 119. It's the long one.
2: You're going to read it.
1: I'll read the whole thing and then we'll uh, we'll stop for a nap and then conclude it. Um, but the big idea there is it's it's all about God's word. Yeah. Knowing God's word, meditating on God's word, hiding God's word in your heart. And um, a friend of mine, a pastor, he said that, uh, and I think it's good that you know worship, um, small group, uh, prayer is like vegetables or like dessert or like fruit. But really, the protein you know in the Christian diet is the word of God, and so. Bible reading, Bible studying, Bible memorizing is really the protein in the diet for the Christian soul. And so for me, um, I'm a Bible guy. Like I said, I got saved reading the Bible. I've I've taught now through more than two dozen books of the Bible verse by verse. And, um, And I just feel like there's a lot of things that we do that is a waste of time and spending time in God's Word is always an investment of time, never a waste of time. And sometimes we don't sense the need to be in God's Word until an emergency or a crisis hits. And it's good to be proactive and to be preemptive and to be in God's Word before crisis and trouble comes. And sometimes it helps us avoid crisis and trouble. And so even the way we do it, I preach through books of the Bible. But then uh, the life groups, the men's, the women's, the students, they all go through that same book of the Bible. And part of my goal then is like you and your wife can talk about what you're learning in John's gospel. As your kids, you know, get to the age of student ministry, as a family, you can be talking about what you're learning in God's word. And so I'd say as, you know, as husbands, fathers, if we go first and are in God's word and get God's word in us, it kind of sets the pace for the family. And then the wife and the kids are encouraged to do the same. Yeah. Uh, Statistically, if a man reads the Bible, if a man goes to church, if a man loves Jesus and a man prays, so does his wife and so do his children. Mm -hmm. The converse is not true. If a woman gets saved, statistically her husband is not as likely to. And if mom is walking with the Lord but dad isn't, the sons are not as likely to walk with the Lord. So as husbands and fathers, it really starts with us in God's word, God's word in us, and then lovingly encouraging our family to be healthy and do the same. So, so for me, probably Psalm 119, just about the centrality of God's word, is really, is really important.
2: Yeah, no, that's amazing. I, I've heard it said in several different ways that um, you know, our, our spirit or the Holy Spirit in us is, is a muscle and and if you don't exercise it, if you don't give it its protein, it's not gonna yeah, it grow and manifest or, or allow. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a good a good yeah. analogy. Um, I want to share with with you and with you my favorite psalm. Um, there's a lot of background to it. Um, it was one of the first psalms that I remember memorizing um, as a kid and in high school. And it's Psalm 37:4. It says, "Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart." And leave it at that. And and if you leave it at that, there there's a lot of different ways that you can take it, depending on your personality type. I, I think that a lot of uh, ways that people go wrong in their theology has a lot to do with their personality, with mm-hmm. the way that they think about things, the way they perceive themselves, with the world around them. And so for me, um, I was uh, my mom called me a worry wart. I worried about everything. I was concerned about everything, um, and and it just seemed like there was and there's a lot of issues, you know, in, in the home life growing up and. But the idea of delighting myself in the Lord, I, I interpreted that as, as happy, hmm. that I should be happy. And then when I'm happy, I'll, I'll get whatever my heart wants. Um, and I knew better than, okay, I can't get something that's evil. Like I, I knew right. that I couldn't ask for the wrong thing. Um, but, but if I tried to backwards engineer it, I thought that if, if, if I'm not getting what I perceived as, as blessings or, or God's favor, then I had to go to my emotion and realize, well, I'm not happy. Maybe that's maybe that's probably going to fix the happiness. Yeah. Um, and it's taken a long time um, to get to the point of, of not just with, with this verse, but just myself in general of realizing that that how God views me um, is completely disconnected from how I view me. Yeah. And the, the problem of how I view me is just exactly that, that I don't see me as, as God sees me. And so as I unpack this verse and, and the whole chapter, What David's really talking about is that he looks at his enemies and the wicked and he he sees their success, but then he writes these encouraging uh, words about trust. And and rather than looking at all of the evil people and the ways that they're succeeding, you know, do you trust and can you trust in God? So when he says delight yourself in the Lord, he's more saying um, enjoy the Lord and enjoy the Lord instead of enjoying the things that evil and wicked people enjoy. And that as you enjoy the Lord and the things that he has for you, um, which is everything that we've been talking about, um, finding enjoyment in, in your family, in God's word, um, in his plan, and his purposes, everything that's contrary to what the world offers, um, he will lead you to the desires of your heart. And I always question that because I don't know what my heart wants. I don't know what's best for me. Um, uh, the uh, Jeremiah, the, the prophet, says that the heart is deceitful above all else. And I really found that with me that I don't, Know that, um, and God points that out in me that when I find enjoyment in God uh, versus the things of the world, um, He reveals to me the things that I didn't even know my heart desired um, and fulfills them at the same time. And so, for me, it, it's taken a long time to, to get that. And, and I hope that that means something for you, know, for you guys. Listening, so, cool.
1: well, thank you. We love you. We appreciate the school. Yeah, thank and you. Honored to be part of time. the project. Yeah, I love up, you, buddy. Fun. You bet.